0: Hello and welcome to Bite Size Project Management, the ultimate podcast for anyone seeking tips and advice on project management qualifications. I'm your host, Amy, from Training Bite Size, and today we're discussing how to pass your APM PFQ exam. Over the past 10 years, Training Size has trained thousands of people in the APM PFQ and we're incredibly proud of our almost 99% pass rate. We consider ourselves to be pretty well experienced in this field, so we hope today's hints and tips will really help you along your certification journey. So let's get straight into it. I'm delighted to be joined today by John. John is an absolute expert when it comes to project management with over 45 years experience in the field. It's fantastic to have you with us today. First of all, can we kick off by you just explaining to our listeners the format of the APM PFQ exam, please?
1: Yes, absolutely. The Fundamentals Qualification exam is a pure multiple choice exam. You're asked 60 questions. You have to answer those 60 questions within an hour. So that's 60 minutes. And nice and easy to remember, the pass mark is 60%. So 60, 60, 60. And that equates to 36 or more answers correct. However, if you do have a condition that APM accepts as possibly require more time, up to 15 minutes extra time is allowed.
0: So, how can students maximise the chance of being successful in the exam?
1: Very, very basic ideas. Firstly, set aside enough time for your studies, if you're doing it personally. If it's in the classroom, be able to clear your mind of any other matters during the course, including during the evening on the first day. Make sure you're fully prepared as far as possible in terms of knowledge, and to ensure this, check on the syllabus to make sure you're very focused. Make sure you feel confident to answer questions related to every section in the syllabus. Take advantage of any telephone or email support offered uh, and please don't skip on tackling any practice questions you're given the chance to answer, especially in the form of any examination simulators or sample papers. If you can do all that, you've maximised your chances.
0: That's fantastic. Thank you so much John, some brilliant suggestions in there. So when it comes to sitting the exam, how should people approach the paper?
1: The most important thing is to manage your time, uh, also to build your confidence as you go. And the best way to do that is to follow a few very simple tips. I'd also tell people that if they've read a question twice or three times, it's time to move on. Leave a gap on the answer sheet because you're obviously having difficulty with that question. Leave it a while, come back to it later. Uh, before you do move on though, if you decided any of the answers aren't possible answers, just cross them off so you don't reconsider them when you come back later. One of the biggest mistakes people make, which is easy to manage, is um, don't change too many answers. Usually, once you've given an answer you at first thought was right, it is the right answer. Try not to change it later. You may well change it to be wrong. Do guess. If you're not sure what the answer is, have a guess. You might think you're guessing, but it's probably an informed guess or an intelligent guess. But please make sure you've read the whole question fully, right to the last word. Don't do what I do in an exam, which is to read half the question and then assume you know what the second half said. And as a general rule, before you choose the right answer, make sure you've read all of the answers, unless you're absolutely certain you've already found the the correct one. Some very, very simple rules, all very manageable.
0: Now sadly, and occasionally, sometimes people do fail the exam, so can you tell us what the most frequent causes are of this and what people can do to avoid it?
1: Yes, thankfully though, um, people failing the exam is very rare, um, as you can see from the pass rate. I would say of the people I've met who've taken two attempts at the exam, the first failure was caused primarily by exam nerves. In other words, they just believe that the exam was going to be more difficult than it is. But trust me, they ask you straight questions and they expect straight answers. Quickly followed by uh, not reading the question carefully enough. Um, Make sure you read every single word in the question. Look for the emphasis in the question. Every question is trying to make a point. And if you can spot that point, you will choose the right answer. Running out of time is a bit of a problem and I gave a bit of advice before on moving on if you're about to read a question for the third or fourth time. If you do that, you won't run out of time, generally speaking, but if you refuse to move on before you've answered every question uh, in turn, then you will possibly have time management problems, so do move on. Also be willing to guess. If you're struggling with a question, it's just going to get worse. The more you read it, the more you're going to modify it. Be willing to guess occasionally, uh, and then move on. A really basic problem, doesn't happen very often, is people just not being prepared enough. Uh, But if you follow the guidance in either our e-learning course uh, or the classroom course, then you should be very well prepared. But yet again, the solution is in every case. Be prepared and make sure you've practised. And that's pretty much it.
0: That's fantastic. Some absolutely brilliant advice in there. Thank you so much. I can imagine your training sessions are jam-packed with anecdotes and tips, um, especially having spoken to you off-air as well. So is there anything you always make sure you tell students uh, before they actually sit the exam?
1: Absolutely. The three wisest bits of advice really are read very carefully, manage your time carefully, and the one that can be the hardest to achieve, just try to relax. When you're relaxed, your brain works better than when you're panicking. There's no reason to get hat head up. Relax during the exam, you'll find it a lot easier. And that's very simple advice.
0: Brilliant. John, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you today. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you're you.
1: Welcome.
0: So that's it for this episode of Bite Size Project Management. We hope you'll tune in again soon for another edition. Until then, you can find out more about the certifications and training packages we offer on our website, trainingbitesize.com.